Father, we submit ourselves to You. We submit ourselves to Your goodness, to Your truth, Your truth that brings freedom. And Lord, we just reject um, the restraints that the enemy puts on us, Lord, uh, that are meant to oppress and drive us into darkness. We just receive Your light this morning, Lord. Uh, We just pray that You bring Your Word to life, Lord. Lord, You love us. You didn't just love the people that You wrote to hundreds and thousands of years ago. You love us. And You're here right now, and You want to speak. And so we just invite You to speak. In Jesus' name, Amen. I don't know about you, but I love to live uninhibited. And here's what I mean by that. I love to be around people that I can simply be myself around. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, we can be around people for a while that we feel like uh, expect us to act in a certain way um, and will criticize or whatever if we act differently than that. But we can only be around that so long. You know what I'm saying? And after a while, we just, we just want to be uninhibited. We want to be around people that we know um, aren't going to criticize every little thing that we do, and they have the grace for us to allow us to be who we are. Do you understand that that's who God is? Do you understand that? God created you in a certain way, and He wants you to be that person. And you can be that person in His presence. And when you are surrounded by a group of people called the church that genuinely love Him, you can be who you are. And you do not have to fear constant criticism for being who God created you to be. Do you understand that? That's the freedom that we are made to live in. But unfortunately, the enemy doesn't want that. He wants to bring oppression and darkness, and He wants you to feel a constant restraint. Uh, And I mean restraint in a bad way, okay? Uh, The Pharisees, religious leaders, they promoted this stuff. They wanted people to act in certain ways. They made uh, countless laws that were not Scripture, They made countless laws of the ways that people were supposed to act and behave. And if you got out of line, bam, they're right on you. And they're not only criticizing you, uh, they would cause physical harm. And so everybody just felt this pressure. And they constantly walked around with this pressure. But you know what? It didn't just happen back then. It happens right now. Do you know what I'm talking about? That pressure that you feel i got to act and behave in a certain way. And here's the thing. Many of you have transferred that to God, and it's not God. Does God have rules? Absolutely. You know why He has rules? He has rules to protect you like a loving parent does. He's not the parent that is embarrassed by your behavior and has a bunch of rules for you so that you will act a certain way and not embarrass them. Parents, you ever fall into that trap? Man, I have. I mean, you don't realize it, but you do. You know what other people expect, and so you transfer that to your kids, 
And you want, you got to behave in a certain way. And if they get out of line, boy, you're right on them. Why? Because you care about them? No, not in that moment. You just don't want to be embarrassed. You hear what I'm saying? I, I mean, it's, it's, it's totally different rules when you're just alone with them than when you're out in, in public with them sometimes. That does not come from God. You need to hear this. That does not come from God. Because so many of us have projected that onto God because religious people have projected that onto us. And here's what I want to share with you this morning. Holy Spirit wants to fill you. He wants to live through you. But in order for Him to fill you and to live through you, you must allow Him to be uninhibited. You can trust Holy Spirit. And you need to hear that. Because here's part of what Satan has done. I talked a little bit about this last time. Holy, or, uh, Satan has promoted these people um, who are just out there and saying that Holy Spirit's causing them to do that. And so Satan's lifted those people up and said, that's who Holy Spirit is. And for many of us, we're like, I don't want to be like that. And so what's happened is we reject Holy Spirit. But what I want to share with you is that the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that the Word talks about, you can trust Him. And you can trust Him to have control. That's what He wants to do. Jesus said that if you want to come into the kingdom, and He pointed to a child, He said, you need to be like one of them. You know why He said that? Because... The time in your life that you were probably most uninhibited is when you were a child. That's when you just let your heart lead. And, you know, there was some good stuff there. But over time, you began to restrain yourself more and more. Now, some of that's good. Okay? So, I mean, some of that's good that you restrain certain things. Like right now, you know? It's good that... Uh, you don't just say whatever you want to say right now, okay? Because we would just have chaos in here and that would not be good. Okay, so there's certain restraints that we put on our kids and it's good, right? But you know what? There's also tons of other restraints that get put on us as kids that are not good. Because as we grow up in school or wherever we're at, what happens is, and, and this isn't even adults, our other friends, they begin to poke fun of us, you know? Poke fun of us if we act in a certain way, dress in a certain way. Some of you make fun of the way I dress, I don't care. I've got certain things to say to you, I won't say them right now. But what happens is, especially as kids, is we start to feel those restraints, you know? And so we start to, you know, dress in a certain way and act in a certain way. And it just gets so cumbersome and tiresome. And here's what I want to say to you. God wants to offer you something totally different. To be unrestrained. But here's the beauty. When you are unrestrained in the Holy Spirit, it's powerful and it's good. Because I'm not talking about unrestrained in the flesh, okay? That, that dark side that, that wants to be unrestrained, and when you let that get unrestrained, uh, it gets ugly and there's all kinds of consequences. But the beauty of living under the control and the power of Holy Spirit is that we can live unrestrained and the consequences are good. 
can get good consequences. And that is God's offer to us. But we got to trust Him first. We got to trust Him if we're going to receive that. I want to go to a scripture this morning that talks about that. It's in the book of Ephesians, uh, chapter 5. And before I get to verse 15, which is where we really want to hone in, um, I want to I share a little bit about the context. And so I want to read just beginning in verse 1, and I'll kind of jump around, so you'll probably have a hard time following Allison. But anyways, you'll, you'll get the point here. I want you to listen to some of the things that uh, the writer shares here. He says, imitate God. Now when I hear that, Coming from my religious background, I feel, I feel weight. Oh, imitate God. I can't do that. And, and quite honestly, when I hear those kind of things, it just makes me want to act out in a bad way. But that's not the offer of God. You see, the offer of God that we're going to get to is that when you surrender to Holy Spirit, what happens is you imitate God. And you don't even have to try at it. All you have to do is surrender, and it just happens. He takes over, and you're imitating God. You know one of the beauties of Jesus? Okay, If you've grown up in the church, you've heard this. Jesus is full, was fully God and fully man. He is fully God, and He is fully man. Okay, It's all true. But when He became man, there were a lot of things that He laid down for a time. But... What happened was, is that Holy Spirit filled him and led him. And here's why I share that. Because after Jesus left, He sent us Holy Spirit. And so, we are able to do many of the things that we read about Jesus doing because Holy Spirit is doing it. It's not us. And so what He asked for us is just to surrender. And what Jesus gave us was the perfect example of someone He completely surrendered to the Holy Spirit. So when you read words like this, don't be like, oh, I can't carry that. You're right, you can't. Don't even try it. Surrender to the Holy Spirit. And what can happen is, you can imitate God. He goes on and he says, in everything you do, because you are dear children, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us. He offered Himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes. These are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ for God. For a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. Now, I... I, See, there was a time when I would read those things, and again, this weight would just come on me. And it's like, I can't do that. Because I have all of these uh, desires and temptations inside of me, and I try to restrain them, but it's like the more I try to restrain them, it's like pressure builds up. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, it just wants to come out. As I was reading this uh, this morning, I was thinking about a song. Uh, Some of you may remember this. It was by an old country band called Confederate Railroad. Um, I can't remember if I owned the tape or the CD. Anyways, it was one of those. 
But they had this song, and in it, it talked about a guy who was trying to do the right things. You know, he was trying to go to church, and he was trying to keep from saying the bad things he really wanted to say to people. But in the song, he talks about it could only go on so long, and after a while, the devil just had to come out. (laughs) And when I first heard that song, I'm like, I relate to that. (laughs) I mean, I try to be a good person, but it's like after a while, it feels like a volcano, and it's going to come out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bless him, Lord, because none of you can relate to that, just me, right? (laughs) But here's what God showed me. That happens when we try to live a godly life in our own strength. You can't do it. Stop it! (laughs) The sooner you stop trying this, the sooner you will find the path to living in the freedom that Jesus knew. The only way that you can do it is to surrender to the Holy Spirit. Just to let Him have control. Because if you try to restrain the flesh, I mean, it's like putting a, a cork on something and saying, okay, now stay in there. Don't get out. And what happens is the pressure of life just kind of builds pressure, builds pressure, builds pressure. And then one day, kaboom! And we let it out. And we suffer the consequences. And then we say, oh, get the cork back on. That was really bad. I'm never doing that again. And then the pressure builds. And the pressure builds. And then we got it. And that's our life story. Listen to me. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. There is a different way, and it's just continually surrendering the Holy Spirit. And so when I'm going through trials, instead of just trying to restrain, I'm throwing myself before the Lord, and I'm saying, Holy Spirit, just... Come, I need you. I can't do this. You've got to come and you've got to live in me right now. What's that look like? Let's go down to verse 15. He says, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. How do we do that? Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants to do. Now here is verse 18. This is where I want to center. He says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't be drunk with wine. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. What? Why does he have those two things together? What is the similarity there? The similarity is this. Why am I drawn to put myself in an unsober place? Inhibitions. I get, and here's what inhibitions is about. Inhibitions is about restraint. I get tired of restraining myself. Yes, we do. You go to work, and whether it's a customer or co-worker or whatever, somebody says something, you just want to... <laughs> but instead, you got to act nice. I mean, I work a job where I carry all kinds of weapons on me. And people say really stupid stuff to me. And it's like, do you know how many weapons I have on me right now? And I'm supposed to act nice because I also have this stupid camera on me. Sometimes it accidentally goes off. No, not really. That's going to come back to haunt me. 
Some of you don't have cameras. But there's always some sucker around there just listening, waiting to report you. And so what do you do? Well, you want to keep your job and you want to continue to make money so you act nice. But it wears on us. And so how do we deal with that? Well, we try pushing it down, pushing it down. But hear me. This is why we are drawn to be in an unsober place. Because when we're in an unsober place, our inhibitions go out the door and we get to just do whatever comes to us. But here's the bad part. The bad part is that what happens there is that our flesh gets uninhibited. And that's ugly. Because if I'm stuffing down anger that I've got towards a lot of different people and I enter an unsober place, all of a sudden that anger comes out. And maybe it comes out towards people that, I don't know, I'm not even that angry at. I'm just angry. And so I start hurting people that I actually love. Maybe, um, maybe I'm full of lust. And I've just been having all kinds of thoughts going through my mind. But hey, I've been restraining myself. But I've reached a point where I'm just ready to let the cork off. And so I enter an unsober place. And while I'm in that unsober place, my flesh just has its way. And the consequences of that can last the rest of my life. It can be ugly. And it goes on and on. So what do we do? Hear this. Hear this. This is why He says instead, be filled with Holy Spirit. And the reason is this. Because when you are filled with Holy Spirit, you get to live uninhibited. But here's the beauty of it. It's not your flesh that's uninhibited. You know what's uninhibited? What's uninhibited is the heart that God has put in you. Hear this, okay? If you love Jesus and you've received Jesus, Scripture declares you've been given a new heart. It says that more than once. You've been given a new heart. So hear this. Don't let Satan tell you that you're scum. That you are remind you of all the times you've let the court come off and you've just done and let your flesh run wild. That's not who you are. Is that flesh in you? Yes, it is. But you can be set free. How can you be set free when you let Holy Spirit have control? Because when you let Holy Spirit have control, here's what happens. That heart that's in you that wants to love God and actually wants to love people, it gets unleashed. It gets unleashed. And what happens there is instead of you walking out around all restrained and just trying to keep it together just long enough that, you know, I don't know, it eventually comes off. Instead, you're living unrestrained in good ways. And so, when you're out at the workplace and when you're at church and when you're wherever, instead of constantly being worried about Uh, what other people are going to think of you and what other people are going to say, you become unrestrained in your love because that's who Holy Spirit is. And you need to hear that. That's who He is. Okay? When you let Holy Spirit have control of you, He's not going to walk around 
and, and thump people with a big Bible over the head and say, you stink, you're such a sinner. When Holy Spirit has control of you, He's going to do some really loving things. Now, He may bring out the truth. Think about, for instance, the woman at the well. Okay, The woman at the well, Jesus was given a word of knowledge by Holy Spirit. And by the way, He's just as able to do that with you if you will listen. He was speaking to the woman at the well, and He was being kind to the woman at the well. Um, but Holy Spirit wanted to touch and love the woman at the well in, in, in a deep way because she was hurting. Because she had been rejected by man after man after man. She had been divorced over and over. Rejected, rejected, rejected. She was now living with a guy because she no longer trusted men anymore. She's just waiting for him to leave so that she can go on to the next one. And so Holy Spirit speaks through Jesus and Jesus brings it out and says, by the way, you know, you've been with this many guys and now you know, you're not even married to the one you're with. Why is he doing that? So he can slap her around? Nope, because he wants to speak to her heart. And so when Holy Spirit takes control, he'll do things like that. And all of a sudden, we'll be able to speak to people. Instead of sitting around thinking about, uh, if I go up and talk about God to this person, or if I offer to pray, they're probably going to reject me. I'm not even thinking about that. You know why? Because I'm not in a sober state. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. And I don't even care. Do you see what I'm saying? I want to live that way. I'm so tired of constantly thinking about what everybody else thinks. And it's, it's so hard to do, you know, because you want to look good. <laughs> I want to share something that happened to me yesterday. Mike, I'm going to talk about you. I'm going to talk about me, really. Don't worry. Yeah, his eyes got big there, like, oh, man. Okay, so Mike um, is... God has gifted him when it comes to athletics and training and all that. And so he was coming over to the house yesterday, and um, he was going to be there at like 1 o'clock, and I was at the men's retreat that, was that morning, and so between the men's retreat and him coming over, I had planned to get a quick workout in, okay? And so anyways, I, but I, things were running later, and so sure enough, you know, he walks in at 1 o'clock, and I'm still not done with my workout. Now here's the thing. I, I felt this pressure, because he knows all the things you're supposed to do and the things you're not. And I was like, what if I do something wrong in front of Mike? <laughs> but I really felt Holy Spirit saying, really? So what? What if he points something out and, and helps you out? Isn't that what you want? And it's like, yeah. And so he was just speaking to me that he wanted me to live in freedom and not worry about criticism. And so I just went ahead and, and I was able to finish it out. Now that's a silly example and I share that with you because I believe that most of you here are just as psychotic as I am. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you don't dare say this to people, but they show up and you're like, oh, they're really good at that, or I respect them in this area. I don't really want to do this in front of them. You know what I'm saying? 
And so we experience that in, you know, when we get together and we're worshiping, instead of us just letting Holy Spirit have control, we're like, well, what's so and so thinking, you know? Because they've been walking with the Lord a long time, and I don't want them to think that I'm doing something that's heretical or something that's whatever. And, and, we, and that stuff just spins through our head. How do we get rid of that? Well, the way that we get rid of it is we get unsober in Holy Spirit. And we let Holy Spirit have control. How do we do that? Well, when we look at Scripture, here's what we see. Because last week we were going through, we were beginning uh, and going through a little bit of Acts. And we were right before Pentecost. And we were talking about the promise of Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, wait, wait, because you need Holy Spirit if you're going to do what I need you to do. And again, I just want to remind you, they were already casting out demons, they were healing and so on, but they needed something else. And here's what they needed. They needed to be unsober in the Spirit because they weren't there yet. Peter was still worried about what others were thinking and he was altering his behavior based on what other people thought and they needed to be different. They needed to be people that were uninhibited and were completely controlled by the Holy Spirit. So, Pentecost happens. Pentecost happens, Holy Spirit comes. There's tongues of fire and we have people speaking in all kinds of languages that they don't know. Now, one verse out of that that I want to share with you is Acts 2.13. This is what was said by those who were observing Pentecost when Holy Spirit came. He said, But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, They're just drunk. That's all. There it is again. Why do we have this drunkenness connected with Holy Spirit. Because that's what these people who are unredeemed don't understand God. That's what they're observing. Why? Because they're observing uninhibited people. They're observing people who are uninhibited. Holy Spirit is in control. And the people who don't understand that, their only explanation is they're drunk. So how do we get there? Well, the way that the early church got there was they just sought God. They went up and they just sought God and they just waited. Later on in chapter uh, 4, I think it is, because this doesn't just happen once. In chapter 4, verse 31, it says, After this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the Word of God with boldness. See, once again, they, what, what did they do? They, they sought the Lord. They just sought the Lord of prayer. They waited. Holy Spirit comes. What's the effect? Once again, boldness. An unsober person. If you've been around people who are unsober in a physical sense, they're bold. To the point of stupidity. You know, they say... They're feeling 10 feet tall and bulletproof. And they can't even, you know, see their hand. And they're just, you know, they're all over. Why are they saying that? Because in their mind, they're acting bold. 
hear me. You can act bold in a good way. When Holy Spirit is in control, because when we go back to Ephesians, and what it's, when it, what it, what's saying is, it, it talks about us acting in love as Jesus did. Because Jesus, Jesus was uninhibited because He was filled with Holy Spirit. That is the offer. But I need to point something out here. I want, I want because the enemy doesn't want this to happen. Okay. I want you to imagine for a minute that you live in another country. Let's pick a, a, a Muslim country. And imagine that you've been raised up in the religion of Islam. And you believe it. And, and I, let's just say you're not even around you know, some radical Muslims that want to kill. Let's say you're around a good family that genuinely loves who they call Allah, that they say is God, and they're genuinely trying to love Him and and so on. And that does exist. I I read a book not long ago called Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus, and it was about this man who found Jesus, but he told about his childhood. And his childhood was was all about seeking God, who they called Allah, and, and they were all about doing everything that's good. And they prayed way more than most of the American Christian church. Um, and and they, they, just, they just dedicated their whole life. So imagine for a moment, you're in that situation. This is all you know, okay? This is how you're brought up and so on. You've learned to restrain yourself, okay, in this way. And then one day, somebody shows up at your door who's calling himself a Christian and begins to share with you the gospel of Jesus, Now again, you've never heard of Jesus. You're surrounded by millions of other Muslims. Okay, Let's say you don't even have access to a TV. You don't know anything about this. Imagine the courage if you were convinced that this person talking about Jesus actually had the truth. Imagine the courage you would have to have to say yes to that person and leave everything you knew, be rejected by your family, and all others, imagine the courage you would have to have. It's unbelievable. Why do I share that with you? Because it affects you too. Because most of us have been brought up in a church where Holy Spirit is shunned. I've mentioned this before. Uh, Many of us were brought up in a church where Holy Spirit was replaced with Holy Bible. Now, Holy Bible, is we need the Word. It's the Word of God, okay? But it was never intended to replace Holy Spirit. Because without Holy Spirit, you can't understand this. That's why the religious leaders did not recognize Jesus, because they did not look to Holy Spirit, they looked to themselves. And so many of us have have been brought up in a place where Holy Spirit is shunned, and when I talk to you about Holy Spirit, you must have the courage and the boldness to look at the Word of God and decide whether what I'm sharing is truth or not. And even if you decide whether it's truth, you've got to have the courage to say, I want this. And it means rejecting things that you've been taught for all of your life. And I just want to say to you, that's not easy because I've had to walk in that. But I've also found that as I seek God continually, Holy Spirit is able to come in and take control. 
And this guy who used to struggle just to constantly restrain himself and thought, I, there's just no way. Um, all of a sudden, Holy Spirit is able to do amazing things that have nothing to do with me and my personality. I mean, again, I've said this a hundred times, but just me standing up here and doing this, I am a quiet, reserved person. Okay? I don't, I don't like crowds. I don't like to go out to eat. I don't, when I go shopping, I hate to go to Mount Vernon or Marion. I choose Benton because it's smaller. And I don't want to go to more than one store. Sometimes I will, I will, I'll need to go to Rural King and Walmart. Okay, I will go to Rural King, and it's not that crowded. And I have a few more things I need to get at Walmart. I will go home because I will decide. You know what? I can get by another week without that stuff. And I just don't want to see more people. <laughs> yeah, that's who I am. But then I invite. Holy Spirit to take control. And the next thing you know, I'm standing up here and I'm talking to you guys. That's what I'm saying. And I'm doing you know, all kinds of crazy things that are connected with people. And it's like, what's up with this? It's Holy Spirit. And I just want to say to you, it's really good. Because I'm not standing here in my own power. I'm not sitting here uh, giving something to you that I've you know, worked hard to put together. I've just surrendered myself and got before the Lord. And I've just listened, okay? And I, and I just open myself up and I say, do your thing, God. Amen. And it's not draining, it's filling. Amen. You know, that's the difference between you extroverts and us introverts. You extroverts get around people and you're actually filled, okay? Us introverts, we're drained. Well, guess what? Being filled with the Holy Spirit is like being an extrovert. <laughs> you just, like you do stuff, but you don't get drained. You get filled because he's working through you. No, don't mishear me. I still need time. Okay, I've got a cave. I'm going there right after this is over. <laughs> but hear me. But here's the thing. In my spirit, though, I'm filled. I'm not going to go home and be like, okay, where's the bottle? Because <laughs> I've been trying to act good around these church people and I need to let loose for a while. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go home and I'm going to be like, man, I love you, Lord. You, you see what I'm saying? It's filled. Here's what I'm saying. It's offered to all of us. And so, if you find yourself constantly going for an unsober state, I want to say to you, you don't have to live like that. You, you can live in that unsober state in a good way and not let your flesh go crazy, but let the heart of God and the Holy Spirit go crazy in you. That's the offer. Take it. Take it. Not only will it do wonders for you, but it's going to do wonders for your family, the place you work, because suddenly God's going to show up in that place. And everywhere you go, there's going to be God, and He's going to be doing crazy things. He's going to be praying for people. He's going to be giving people words of encouragement instead of trying to beat them down. Instead of being annoyed when they're around, you're, you're actually going to like that they're around. You're going to bring God with you. And suddenly, people are going to really like that. And that's going to go well for you. Are you convinced yet? Alright, so here's what's going to happen. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to have a time of ministry. Um, we play a couple songs during that time, and you're welcome to sing, but this is a time of ministry. So 
So open your heart up to God. Maybe He wants you to get out on your face before Him. Maybe He wants you to go pray over somebody. Maybe He wants you to speak something. I don't know what it is. Maybe you really want to come up here and twirl one of these flags. This is ministry, okay? So just engage the Lord. If you would stand, please. I'm going to pray. Father, we just acknowledge that You are good. And Lord, we want to let You have control. And Lord, thank You for the gift of allowing You to have control. Lord, that, that we don't have to figure this life out, that we don't have to constantly walk around being good boys and good girls, that we can just let You have control and it just happens. But that's the rub, Lord, right there. Surrendering to You. And that's where the enemy wants to come in and do everything in his power to keep us from surrendering to You. He wants to bring fear. He wants to bring distraction. He wants to bring busyness. He wants to bring the desire for control. All of those things. And so I just pray for faith and courage in each person here to lay it down and let you have it. In Jesus' name, amen.